Good morning, it's the See Where It Goes podcast. It's Sunday morning, February 27th. Yes, it is. And it's still cold outside here in the state of Texas. Not really liking cold weather in Texas, but uh, hey, what can you do about it? Yeah, it was 40 degrees last night when we were out at the grill. And it felt like it was 20 because I think my body's just used to not having this level of cold. Actually, no, it's it's being in Chicago and Denver, I think it was. Uh, it was cold, really cold. So I think your body gets used to not being cold. Yeah. Is that chair uncomfortable? No, it's fine. Because I was very uncomfortable in it last week. Oh, that's why you're in the nice we chair. We were podcasting. But, I, um, uh, yeah, it, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Well, yeah, I'm glad good. you're comfortable. Yeah, I'm comfortable. Then. Yeah, very good. Very good. Okay, good. Anyway, how was your week? My week was good. Uh, what did I do? I did work. I worked on a blog for my job. And um, I cooked and cleaned and started a painting. So, I mean, it wasn't that eventful. Got my hair cut. Just a pretty basic week, but it was a good week overall. How was yours? Not uh, not eventful really at all. Uh, yeah, pretty chill yesterday. Well, this morning I tried to kill my wife, but um, yeah, you guys, I got attacked. I woke up this morning. Brian's hand was on the top of my head in a rotating motion. I yeah. was like, what are you doing? So I got to sleep on the floor now for a while. So what happened? You I was, were, uh, I tell a, us what happened. I had a dream where I was in the car and um, I was in the passenger seat. I don't know why I was in the passenger seat, but I was. And this girl was talking to me on the right-hand side. She was with another guy. She's talking to me. I turn left and the guy who's with her is driving the car. And I realized it, she was a decoy or a distraction. Mm-hmm. I said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm stealing your car. Now, he didn't have a gun. So I said, let me out here, please. And he didn't. So I, I reached to grab his head. And I don't think I was going to grab his head and twist it and kill but him. But that's what you told me. Well, I was like, what are you I, doing? Yeah. Well, then, so what I, what I thought I was going to do is grab his head, pull him in my direction so he couldn't steer the car. But then I woke up and my hand was on your head. Yes, it was. And you were, you were yelling at me. I was I like. Ho- I hope I wouldn't have twisted your head. But you were, your hand was going in a rotating motion like you were opening a jar. Okay, that's not good then. I know, because I'm like, if you had actually really gotten a hold of my head and you were planning on doing that yeah. in your dream, like that would have been really bad. And anyway, it was kind of frightening. So then I looked it up and that is a side effect of some antidepressants where you can act out your dreams. So now I have banned Brian from the bed. And we're going to pull another bed in here because I don't want to get hurt in my sleep. I've been banished. (laughs) Because that was like really, well, because I have a friend whose father has a disorder and it's where when he's in REM sleep, you're supposed to go into a state of paralysis during that time of sleep so that you don't act out your dreams, but he doesn't go into paralysis. So what happens is he gets up and lo- and he'll walk around in his house and he has injured himself several times. And actually the last time his eye was all black because he fell and um, hit his head. So it's a real thing. And then people, actually there's a condition too for men your age, like 56 around that age, although you're not 56, but um, 
where they actually have the this disorder. But I think this is probably being caused by the medication you're on. Well, I wonder if it's this just is puts a side you effect. A, you can just put you in a deep sleep and then you just dream. So when people say it causes well, you, dreams. Everyone dreams, but you're, it's okay to dream, obviously, but you need to be in a state where you can't move. Right, yeah. Yeah, and it was dreaming. alarming, yeah. Um, no, I don't mean to make light of it, but you asked, you said you were concerned because I knew exactly where your head was. I didn't. I just, if you're in a passenger seat in the States, you're yeah. on the right side of the car. I reach with my left hand to grab his head, which if you think about it, you, the distance and location of his head versus your head was the exact location because you sleep right. on my left. It just happened to be extremely yeah. now, had I been, had coincidental. It, had I been hijacked in Ireland, um, I would have grabbed the lamp on the other side, not your head. Right. So what we could do is switch sides of the bed no. and hope that the next dream does because happen. Because what if your next dream, you're like no, bashing someone to. in the head? Yeah. No, it is a bit concerning. Because if guess. you had reached over to hit them yeah, if I'd in the dream, if you had decided to punch, punch the them. person, then yeah. you would have punched me. Yeah. But because you decided to grab their head or twist their head or whatever Which you were doing. Which would have been worse if, if I... Because you, you did, though, make contact with the exact top of my head, almost like you knew there was a head there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you were, you landed directly on my head. Yeah. I hope I would have come. I hope I would have woken. So, Woke. and if I had been asleep, then maybe I, it, it might have taken me a minute to realize. I don't know if I had woken up already and was like, Looking at my phone, I don't know what was going on, yeah. but it definitely, I know that I wasn't awake awake, but I also wasn't in a deep sleep. So it was yeah. very startling to wake up like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Yesterday, I did a little marathon with the kids on Lord of the Rings. We watched the two towers and the, am I moving off this attempt at murder too fast? No, but yeah. you were, you were just ready to be like, oh no, it's fine. And expect me to sleep with you, but I'm not, yeah. I am not going to put myself in jeopardy like that. Cause I mean, it, it could happen again. Right. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. You no, seem I to think so. that was like a one-off. Well, I hope I've never done that before, but then I've never been on in such deep sleep before. So anyway, you know, okay. you're going to harass me dog. Yeah. Maggie's, Maggie's asking for food. Fed, Maggie, or... you have to go ask go somebody no, no, else. Go. Here, go hang on. And Maggie's asking for her breakfast. No, Maggie, go with Daddy. Go with Daddy. There's other people that can feed her. If people downstairs, they can give her her breakfast. It's cloudy today too. It's like kind of like that gray look in the morning. So, hopefully, the sun will come out later. I think I just need to pause it and and uh, feed her. Okay, fine. All right, let's just, let's just keep going and see what happens. Um, oh, so Lord of the Rings, uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, extended version. We mm -hmm. did two towers, not just the extended so version. So now do you enjoy it just as much as watching it? How yeah. many years has it been since uh, you've seen 20, it? 20, yeah. The first one we saw in 2001, so 20, 20, just over 20 years ago. Wow. It's hard to believe, yeah. So the kids, when they were watching it, it had already been out. It had been out a bit, yeah. Because remember, I don't know if you remember, but we went to see Two Towers when you were just a day or two away from Liam being born, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That was the end of December 2002 it came yeah. out. It came out probably December 20th, so mm -hmm. I mean, he was born the 22nd, so. 
Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe that movie's been out that long. Is it holding up? Uh, it is. To Yeah, it is somewhat. I mean, there's things yeah. I noticed like the scenes where you can tell that the background isn't the real background. Oh, okay. I don't know if I would have noticed it. I might have noticed it before, but now it's a bit more noticeable, but mm-hmm. it still holds up really well. Yeah. The parts that hold up pretty well are just the 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 parts where there's no CGI background. Right. Even Gollum, though, holds up pretty well. And uh, all we had before Gollum was Jar Jar Binks, so I think everyone was surprised how far it had come in a short amount of years. <sighs> yeah, so Gollum's quite good. Yeah, it's holding up, and it's good, and the extended version's fun. What makes the extended version fun? Are there scenes in it that yeah, weren't like in the original? Yeah, like quite a few, like 50 minutes in some cases that weren't in the original. You have to cut them for theater. <clears throat> okay. But um, they're good. They fill it out a bit more. They yeah. kind of give you more, more of a background. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me, I've got hiccups. Uh, yeah. Well, it's been quite a week. Now, do we do is, uh, I, I feel like we need to acknowledge Ukraine, but I also feel like people are probably saturated with that, maybe need a break from it. Right. But. I mean, I'm not saturated with it because I was really trying to make an effort not to find out what was going on exactly because I didn't want to be stressed out. But then, you know, people share news with you unsolicited because, you know, that's what we do in society. And then the kids, you know, Calum would come into the room, you know, nearly every night sharing something or they would come into the room in the morning sharing stuff. And... I feel really bad for them having to be like, they don't seem to be stressed out, but I remember when I was a kid, this kind of thing really stressed me out because in the Christian, in certain sections of the Christian world, every time there's a world event, they instantly go to the Bible and try to figure out, is this the beginning of the end of the world? Is this the beginning of Armageddon? And, you know, they really... And, and I also were on like some group texts this week where people, you know, they actually get excited. Like they want, it's like they don't mind the idea of the end of the world because then they all get to live in like this great paradise where everyone else gets destroyed, but they get rescued because they're holy and righteous and everyone else just gets to be lost. And I think this is such a disgusting way to view the world and to view current events instead of viewing it in the sense that like people are suffering and you know you were sharing with me that image you saw of those women in the back of the truck in Ukraine carrying weapons and you know they have to defend their their home and you know it's just it's really heartbreaking and um, I think someone was telling me about you know the Ukrainian men being drafted and from 18 years of age up to 60 like I haven't verified that information I don't know if that's true or not but that just made me cry you know that just made me weep because I don't know it's like I don't understand I just don't understand this uh what's going on it's just you would think at this point in life we would have better things to do than like try and take over other nations. Well, I think it's um last year I was looking at that the evolution or development of consciousness and mm-hmm. um one of the early ones is uh 
is a person who has a, um, I forgot now what it was, an impulsive behavior or a controlling behavior. So mm -hmm. it's certain people who have a mindset that's actually quite old that much of humanity has grown out of, but right. many haven't. And unfortunately, the ones who've not grown out of it can become world leaders. Right. Because they come across as tough and have their act together, but it's all about them. It's not. Yeah. So I think a lot of this is sadly about... Um, a man's ego and his insecurity and his personal ambitions yeah. and sadly he's the president of a massive country so i know i mean i think when people run for office they should have to have their brains scanned to see if they have a healthy brain and yeah i don't think anyone should ever well it's a problem in our in in the whole entire world is everyone has these ingrained belief systems that cause them to make policies and do crazy things because of what they believe and I don't and no one seems to be concerned about it because we hold beliefs to be such an important part of who we are that we don't see them as negative things we don't see our belief systems as negative things we see them usually as a positive thing for ourselves yeah and so like you're you defend Christianity to me all the time because you tend to focus more on the positive aspects of it and I tend to focus more on the negative aspects of it and so for me this is also scary because in this country like the Republican Party is filled with evangelicals who would love nothing more than to see the end of the world and you know usher in you know Armageddon and everything so they can all go to heaven and live in a world without homosexuals and people having abortions and all of these things that they detest and hate and, you know, hating of trans people and all this kind of evil. It's just evil. And it's all under the guise of what they claim to be love. And there is no love in this, Do you, you know, there's no love in it. And, um, they just want to wipe out the world, anyone that's different than them. And you think there's a? It's a case of disembodiment of. Uh, well, I'm gonna just not. That's not a question. I think it's a case of disembodiment from this world. It's a dichotomy. They where don't it, want to be a part of this. Well, world. so there's this world, and they then don't. there's the next world. Right. And much of the time spent is is preparing for the next world. Right. And not actually being present to the to the moment of of this world. And right. I think so. Did do you find when you were a Christian that um, you felt that much of your focus was on the next world and getting people into the next world? Do you feel like that was the case? Oh, absolutely. We sang a song all the time. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Uh, the angels beckon me to heaven's open door. Uh, to heaven's open door. And then something why I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I mean, this is... This is the whole message that I grew up with. And this is a message a lot of times is like the world is the enemy. Someone doesn't believe the same as you is the enemy. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Like my sister is Jehovah Witness and they call everyone goats. If you're not 
If you're not a Jehovah Witness, you're a goat. But you would have said the same thing, right? We would say you're a... Um, Christians call people sinners, unbelievers. Yeah. They're deceived. They're followers of uh, darkness. They follow Satan. Um, not, not willingly. They, not willingly. They're doing it. They don't know they're doing it. Like right yeah. now, I'm a follower of Satan. But like I not. don't know not. I'm following Satan. I'm deceived. Right. And... But, you know, people don't realize how destructive these messages are. Under the umbrella of everyone defends Jesus and the message of Jesus because he's like, oh, love everybody, and I died for everybody, and love, love, love. But underneath all of that are all these other incredibly destructive messages that are not love. Like I was telling you the other night, like God, the God of the Bible, will be... If, if it's true and he enacts out things taught in a lot of Christian circles, he will be the biggest cause of genocide worse than Hitler, worse than any, you know, North Korean leader, Cambodian leader, because he's going to destroy and annihilate everyone who doesn't believe the way he wants them to believe. So he'll either, and hell, what is hell other than a giant concentration camp? That's what hell is, is like an oven where you burn forever instead of getting to burn completely up. Or you just get banished to death because you didn't figure out the right rules. And I don't know why people look at this person in the Bible and think this is a good thing. Like this is not, and even if, and it, even if there's no hell, you're still not good enough to be with God. Even though God created you, and if you don't follow all of His rules, He still doesn't okay, want I have, you. I have a question. So you talking about we talked about people thinking that heaven is is far away and it's a distant place. Yeah. But didn't Jesus say the kingdom of God's among you? When, like so, didn't he was wasn't he saying it's here now? Yeah, I so mean, I are know they that not people following His argue, teaching? What do you mean? Like He said, the kingdom of God is among you. But if people are focused on next world and they dislike this one that sounds out of sync with what he would have taught there is no kingdom of god here all these people who think they have some kind of kingdom here i mean well, what is the what does that mean to you what does I, the kingdom of god mean to you i guess to me it would mean goodness and love and but i don't know do you think people just think of it as like they go to church they have a nice service then they go to their small group and then they go you know serve food at a food pantry and then they go I don't know. What is it? I don't know. I mean, I don't, people, I, I don't know. I mean, what is it? I don't see anything on the earth right now. I see a lot of goodness. Like there are a lot of good things that people do of all kinds of faiths all over the world. But then there's a lot of bad things. I don't see any difference between people who profess faith and people who don't. Like there are evil people and people doing bad things Yeah, everywhere. I, I, like I, I don't, I would agree. I don't see any evidence on earth right now of some kind of group of people that have some kind of kingdom or experience that looks like well, what if though, what an if, amazing godly kingdom What, what if the thing? movement away from monarchies into democracies, would you say that reflects the kingdom of God in the sense of peace, love, and advancement and stuff like that? 
well, it depends on how you achieved your democracy. Like if you achieved it by by uh, stealing someone else's land. And, oh, I see what you're saying. You're talking you about know, here, right? Right. I mean, it depends on where you are in the world. Like if you... There's nothing wrong with democracy is amazing. Capitalism is amazing. But it depends on how you've gone about getting the things you have. Like, yes, advancement is good. A lot of it can be good, but then it can be bad too. It depends on what you're referring to or like what example do you want to look at? Yeah. I also feel, go back to... Going back to Ukraine, I feel bad for the people of Russia, too. I feel bad for the Russian soldiers. Like, what do they believe? Do they just have to do what Putin tells them to do? And they have no choice but to go attack. They probably know people in the U. They probably have relatives living in Ukraine. Do you think? No, I bet they do. I was thinking about that this morning. Like, what if they do have compassion? Because people are blocking them. One guy stood in front of a tank in a Tiananmen Square type fashion. One guy was trying to reason with these soldiers. They yes. sp- and he was saying, we speak the same language. He goes, I'm yes. from Russia, but this is my home and you're invading it. Yeah. What would be the option for those Russian soldiers, though? Could they just get out of uniform, lay down their arms and say, oh, kind of, I'm going to be re- Ukrainian? Because they can't go back and say they, they surrender to Russia. But if they stay in Ukraine, my first thought would be if, if thousands of them surrender and want to stay That's, in Ukraine, they're probably, maybe if I was Ukrainian, it's like, no, you don't want to surrender. You want to stab us in the back as soon as we accept you in. Go ahead. Right, but aren't you supposed to, if someone surrenders to you, aren't you supposed to accept that? You are. I mean, they might make in them prisoners war? of war, you know. But so, I mean, if case, so like if you're a Russian soldier and you decide not to fight... If you go back to Russia, you're probably going to get executed, right? right? Because yeah. you, that's terrible. And that's what would happen in the United States. You would get, you can't do that, right? Well, you won't get executed, but you'll, you'll get, get court-martialed. Martial yeah. Court-martialed, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, actually, that's a good idea. You just lay down your arms and you defect to you, the Ukraine. Or you defect somewhere, or or to maybe another country. You fly to the United States. Yeah, or we wherever. Just, well, how's you on Guam for a while, and then just make sure you're cool. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But you, I, I mean, why? What? Who want? I mean, it's already bad enough in Russia. Why? Why make your own country have more hardships, and then cause hardships on this other country? Yeah, and but then if you're in a cult, which which is probably what it is, Russia is could be one big people who follow. The cult leader, Putin. Right, right. They're probably in a cult, so... Of course they are. You know, so you you don't just get out of that. You don't... The the doorway to a cult doesn't open from the outside. It has to open open from the inside when you're ready to open the door. Right. So... um, like These Ukrainians are are trying to plead with them, but they've got to open that door and try to get out. And that's that's a tough... That's tough. I'm glad that the Ukrainians are talking to them. Yeah, they are, and it seems you like, know because yeah. don't who wants to fight? Yeah. This is all Putin's idea, and I don't know who is on his cabinet or who talks to him, and if they believe what he says because I haven't been following it, I have no idea. But I just can't imagine, yeah, that all of Russia is behind this. Well, they're not. I mean, Saint Petersburg has protesters that they're throwing in jail. You know, it's just, and see, this is why, you know, democracy is a great advancement. 
and it comes with its own set of issues, but it is a great advancement. Yeah. Um, everyone should be able to live in a free country. Like when we were voting, we were standing out to vote. I felt so good that I got to vote and participate thinking of what is going on right now in Russia and the Ukraine. And to think that, you know, Russian people don't have this right yeah. to vote. And and then in the Ukraine to be, you know, someone trying to take away that freedom that you just got. So, guys, we had to pause there for a minute because Maggie was insisting that she get her breakfast. So now we have that underway. We have that under control. Uh, so... Yeah, that image was very haunting of the um, four ladies in the back mm -hmm. of the truck with machine guns, and one was crying. She's a school teacher. I mean, this is crazy. Well, yeah, They're heading to the it. front children, lines. You're talking about children, old people, ev everybody, everyone, like old ladies carrying their bags, trying to escape, people having their pets, bringing their pets to work. Like some people won't leave these villages because they – or towns, they're probably not villages, but that are on the border because they don't want to leave their pets stranded. You know what I mean? It's like, there's just so much to think about. Like people take war so a lot, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's a huge thing. It affects everybody. It's affecting the, it affects the families in Russia. It affects the families in the Ukraine. It's affecting, you know, it, it could have worldwide implications in so many ways, depending on how, what we do as a country, what other countries do, how Putin responds to those actions. Like, yeah, it's it, crazy. It's interesting. Wednesday night is, is when, so he invaded Thursday morning, uh, mm -hmm. I think. So Wednesday night we were watching the two towers. So it's kind of interesting. Cause, and in the two towers, there's, um, the people of Rohan are, are, are surrounded at Helm's Deep and the Urukai are closing in on them. Yeah. And there's a scene where they're literally showing children and old men being given helmets like mm -hmm. everyone has to fight, which it kind of feels like that in Ukraine. Yeah. What's amazing, though, is um, I really didn't, like, uh, Putin didn't expect the resistance, nor did I. I thought once they broke in, they'd give up, but they're like, uh, Zelensky's like... Um, like uh, Churchill, I think. I don't think we've seen a leader like that since Churchill where his country's being bombed and he's saying, mm -hmm. we're not going to surrender. We'll fight you on the beaches. We'll fight you on the landing strip. And I feel like Zelensky is really... Yeah. I think if he had left the country, because he had an out, uh, yeah. Biden had said, you can come here. And he said, uh, he goes, I, wanna, I want arms. I don't want to ride. Right. So he's going to stay. He'll probably stay till the end at the cost of his life. And, um, but I think that's, that's probably emboldened the people of Ukraine to continue to fight, knowing their leaders in it with them. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if he picks up a machine gun in his cabinet too, to defend themselves to the end. Yeah. And if they, if they do kill him and they flatten the Ukrainian people, it'll, I, I hope to think the world will rise against Russia. Here's a problem though. I don't honestly. The nuclear bomb is always. I don't up. want to. Right. I don't want our country to to pick up arms against Russia. I think that would be like a very deadly mistake. Like I mean, if this I don't was, want missiles flying over here. No, I don't. From if this was China a, or Russia or wherever. Yeah, if this is a pre nuclear age, it it would be a fast war if the entire world went in on Russia. Now, if 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 again, it's pre nuclear age. I'm imagining. But, but that's not where we are. But if it was China and Russia against the world, that would be bad. World War Three, and no one wants that. 
Well, you know, if you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. He'll. he'll I mean, some people do want that, Brian, and people make a lot of freaking money. Look at all the money that Dick Cheney made. Yeah. During what conflict was that? The Gulf uh, War. Iraq. Iraq. Yeah, I mean, he had was it Halliburton in there raking in, you know, millions of dollars. See, that should have been a conflict of interest. They that never have, should have happened. They make so much money from war. You know, and. Also, if you're dealing with a crazy person like Putin, I mean, how crazy is he? I don't know. Is he just kind of crazy? Is he completely off his rocker? I don't know. Does I think he have the Botox has gone to his brain. Any common sense? Does he have any compassion for his fellow man? No. no you he know? has, a, he's has an mean, idea and, and he's rallied people around Well, he has a little bit of, rest- he's showing restraint because he could just go in there and bomb the shit out of them. Well, he could drop a nuke on Ukraine, but he, he wants But he it. doesn't want to destroy it. He wants to keep it as it is. With the new crony. In there. Because they can, uh, it's a very wealthy country and has <laughs> lots of resources. Oh, Go downstairs and do something there. They're, I read some, st- Steve McEwen, remember him? He has, he's, yeah. isn't Steve Ukrainian? Oh, Hungarian. Hungarian, okay. But he has a lot of Ukrainian friends. Yeah. And he give, he gave a great post on LinkedIn about the Ukraine. And they produce a lot of stuff. They can feed, their country alone can feed 600 million people a year. And so that's why he wants them. He wants to keep all their systems going, I bet. Because he wants that money. He wants those resources. He can take that food and feed himself and his country. Oh, are they like the breadbasket of Russia? I think they might be. They could be. I mean, they, let me find Steve's post because it was really, really good. Yeah, yeah, his dad's from Hungary. Oh, wait, that was wrong. Oh, we're still here. She's just looking up. Uh, she's looking up, um, what do you call it? Where are his the posts? The post posts How do here. I find his posts? Look at us, we're like a... Because I don't use uh, LinkedIn that often. Yeah, I got it, I got it, I got him. Activity... Um, Yeah, I don't know how to find his post, so if folks, if you know how to do that. Um, Maybe I can find under notifications. When did he, how long, long ago did he post like it? It was just like a day or two ago. Yeah, I don't know. I LinkedIn isn't very user-friendly. Like, it's not, it should, if, if I look up his name, it should show his, oh, I see what I see what I do here. Yeah, you do, go under activity, folks, if you want to know how to LinkedIn. This is the place to go. And, Have you found uh, it yet? No, I haven't. I don't know how long ago. It was just a couple days ago. Where is activity? Oh, here we go. Here we go. As a first generation... Should I just read the whole thing? I might as well since we've come this far. As a first generation American with cousins in Hungary, I visited as a teenager. I witnessed firsthand what country control, what a country controlled by the Soviet Union looked like. Now we face a new Russia with the same threat to Western civilization. As a true Chicagoan born and raised... I lived in Ukrainian village for four years, and some of my best clients who have become dear friends are native Ukrainians. I stand with you and pray for your people. Now is the time to unite and stand strong against tyranny. Here is the author, Andrei, I can't let's say his last name, article from, I think it's Ukraine, ukraineinc.net. 
Here is why Ukraine is so important to our world and why Vladimir Putin wants to control it. Uh, you Should I just keep reading or it's kind of long? Well, yeah, you could just pick out a couple highlights. Oh, you keep talking. I'll find something. I mean, they... No, I here, had... I'll just read this. Uh, Ukraine ranks first in Europe in proven recoverable reserves of, of uranium ores. Second place in Europe and 10th place in the world in terms of titanium. Second place in the world in terms of explored res uh, reserves of Manigese ore. Second largest iron ore reserve in the world. Second, oh my gosh, yeah. So it has a lot of a lot of agriculture. Uh, yeah, it's a Ukraine can meet the food needs of six. Hang on, Ukraine can meet the food needs of six million people. I Ukra thought it was six hundred million people. Oh, sorry, six hundred million. You're right. Yeah, six hundred million people. A lot of people. It's a massive country. It's huge. Wow, that's great. I'm gonna go back and read that. Yeah, but if you're on LinkedIn, thing. look that's under Steve thing. McEwen. He's at a, he's a great he's an awesome realtor. If you're yeah. in the Chicago area, just a, a slight shadow. He's a man of amazing integrity. So if you're in the he Chicago is. area, he is. He's Steve great, McEwen, he's the guy who should buy yourself your house. He has not paid us to say this. He's just a man of great right. honor, honor and <laughs> integrity. So um Well, okay. Yeah. I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to. Okay. Anyway, and I'm sorry that I, well, I'm not sorry that I bring everything back to religion, but. But we are religion and politics. I noticed but that's you our know, label. They were, you know, people close to me were making comments in a text chain. And, you know, they just look, they view all of these things in the, under the umbrella of these end of the world scenarios you know and always looking for the antichrist and for the last battle to bring down you know to bring down humanity the evildoers the world you know all of us disgusting human beings that you know shouldn't be here you know what i noticed you know uh from listening to this podcast you say you know a lot i do, do I, I, do? I yeah Okay. You know, I yeah. should I stop? Well, it's is I, that, I is noticed it too it. much. Yeah, it, you said it three times in that in that last oh, thing you I said. Oh, I didn't even realize. No, I've never noticed it until I go back and listen to the podcast. It's interesting because I've listened to a lot of these and I have not. You haven't picked up. Listen I to it. I haven't even noticed. Listen it to it next myself. time and, and listen for it. Now, here's the thing, though. I have a friend who said, "Set." I've known her for years, and somebody, we were on a call together, and somebody said, hey, she keeps saying this word. I never mm. noticed. Once he brought it to my attention, then I noticed, but it's like, no, I can't remember what it was because it never stood out. Anyway. Okay, well, thank you for bringing uh, that to my attention. I will try not to say it anymore. You can say it. Just be aware that you say it a lot. Oh. What I do I say no a lot? Idea. What habits do I have? In talking, I mean. I think in talking, you're fine. You have other little things, but they're not talking. Do you want me to tell you when you do it? Yeah. Okay, you don't do it. I don't notice Do it I do when... it in regular conversation or do I, I just recall. do it in the podcast? The other thing I noticed was, I've said this before, I don't go back and listen to the podcast. I listened to the entire last one, mm -hmm. but if only for, because part of it is, well, I know what we talked about. What am I going to learn? I learn a lot about my me. Right. So for example, um, I don't, I don't, actively listen to you i'm thinking of what i'm going to say i'm looking over at this at the screen on the levels mm -hmm. the recording levels so so i actually on the second round i'll, I'll hear everything you said i'm doing better today be, in listening and understanding because i'm aware of it now so so listener 
mm-hmm. do a podcast, even if you don't send it out, or you could send it out, but do a podcast and then go back and listen to yourself. Do a recording of your conversation with your loved one or f- whatever, friends, and then go back and listen. You know what I did that I haven't told you yet that I did? Yeah. So, because we did have an argument this week. Yeah. We got into an argument and I recorded. Did you really? About 20 minutes of the argument. Oh, good for you. When the reason why I did is because I felt like you weren't behaving in a normal fashion. Oh. Because you had had a whiskey. Right, which I shouldn't. Well, yeah. I mean, your psychiatrist, he said you could have two drinks, which I disagree with him. In other words, this man has filled you with incredible amounts of toxins. And then now you're going to have alcohol on top of it. But anyway, that's just my opinion. Yeah. You had a whiskey and like a fourth of a beer because you said you really weren't enjoying it. You didn't want to. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, okay. I was out. You yeah, didn't yeah, want, yeah. You yeah. didn't want to have it. So, but you I, had it because you were in a social I, setting. Yeah. Here's another thought. Uh, well, but finish I, your I thought. I didn't finish my yeah. thought. So, you were acting in a way that was not a way you normally act, but you don't believe me when I tell you these things. Can you send it to me, the recording? Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah. I haven't listened to the whole thing. Right. But I thought left. if I record you, then you could hear, maybe you could hear yourself. Okay. And see if you can. Okay, see if I think I'm the same. Right. See if you see something different. And That's how interesting. You, Every how time we get sound. an argument, we should openly record each other. Although when you, uh, they say, or in nature, when something's being observed, it changes behavior. So it the sheer act of recording, behavior. like I think we act differently knowing where other people will listen. Right. So it kind of feels like you're in a restaurant, there's friends around you. Right. And well, you do it, behave differently. Right. Well, I think it obviously changed the way that I argued with you. Right. You mean when you record it? Yeah, when I record it. I was wondering why when you were talking, you kept lo- looking sideways. Oh, I looked sideways? No, I'm just messing with you. Well, no, I was trying to make sure you didn't see the phone. I yeah, covered yeah. it up on you the kept, bed. Kept, where was the phone? It was next to me. It was, was in it? front of me on the bed. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And did you have it? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, send that over. I want to listen to it. Yeah. Here's what I think might have happened. Um, you know, they, they often say don't take booze with medications so for two reasons sometimes. The more dangerous one is that it could have a, an adverse effect and whatever puts you in a coma. Right. The other reason is it could cause the, it could negate the um, what the medicine's trying to do. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of an example. I feel like it could have done that because I take the medication at night, like around nine-ish. That's right. And then so 20, I'm imagining it might wear off a bit. So if, if if 20, what is that? 20, if 20, 21 hours later, I'm having a beer, it's possible it negated it because I was feeling like I was slipping back a bit into my previous thinking. Right, because you said you were having, uh, you were having mean thoughts about me at the table. Oh yeah, was, was I stare? What was my face like? I felt like I was giving you, you the were, death stare. Yeah, you were just looking at me weird. Right. Okay. Well, and you were different too, interacting. We yeah. We were having a conversation downstairs, and you made a joke because the argument started because of a joke. Yeah, I remember. It's funny, you know, when you look, you forget what it was about. Do you remember what the whole thing was about? Mm-hmm. I do now that I'm thinking well, you, about it. Because you had to record it. So what it was about was, it was something having to do. Oh, was spent. Finn was part of it. Sharing something, I forgot what it was. Oh, oh, wait. 
Oh, I know what it was. Yeah, what was she it? was. She had got these rings from Amazon. Oh yes. And you oh, didn't. God. You thought they were hideous. Yes, I hated them. And you said that, and she got upset. Yeah, but that, I didn't just excited. say those rings are hideous. Would you say what happened? Actually, and there's a little backstory to this too, if I may, because I just finished reading a book called Crying in H Mart, which is a memoir. Oh. And H Mart is a Korean grocery store. It's an Asian grocery store. But anyway, she would cry in H Mart because when she would be in H Mart, she'd be reminded of her mother. Her mother died at 56 and of a terrible cancer. But anyway, she was, I think, 25 or 27 when her mom passed. But then she was just reflecting on, you know, how her mother was critical you know, because when she's growing up, she always viewed her mom as being like extremely critical and always correcting her behavior. And she never could like, she never appreciated or understood why her mother said and did the things she did. And it wasn't until after her mother passed that she's going through all her mother's stuff and she's like reflecting. She realized that her mom was deeply connected to her and that her mother just wanted the best for her. And was just trying to make her into a better human being. And it wasn't just like, oh, I'm like a super condescending person. It was like that mother on uh, the Gilded Age with her daughter. Oh, you know, you didn't see the rest of I it. I don't remember you that. missed it. Never mind. But anyway, I was thinking along these lines. And I do re- realize that sometimes I'll say things to one of the kids. And it's not received. Because it. You know, sometimes you're, you're giving your opinion. You don't want to be critical. But yet our opinions are weighty to our kids, I think. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, my opinion to fit. What is going on? You're giving me hand you, you signals. You said it twice. You said you know it twice. I did? Just in the last it's 10 seconds. It's so funny. It comes out. At, I didn't even know I said okay, I'm it. Gonna st- I'll stop counting. Go ahead. I didn't even know I said it. Isn't that crazy? I mean, if it doesn't, bo- it doesn't bother you. But is it going to bother other people um, nah, who are not. listening? Probably not. Let us know if it bothers you. If, let us know if you even noticed until I brought it up. Continue. Wow. It must be so ingrained in the way I That's talk. okay. It's, so it's, I must be saying it to people all the time, and I'm annoying people but constantly. No. Well, you're assuming they notice. Well, now well, they that will you've now, noticed, they'll bring it I'm going to be insecure, I think, when I'm talking. Yeah. Well, don't be. Because I said it twice, and I... Didn't I was trying know. to think to not say it, but yet I still said it and didn't even know I said but it. We all probably do it when we're we. All, it's a way of pausing between words, so it's it's we all have our gaps gap words that when we're thinking of the next part of the sentence we want to say we just throw it in. I'm guessing unless you're one of those scholarly people who pauses and thinks about your thoughts. Okay. Okay, so you were saying. Let me get back to my that, story, and that, I will try not to say. No, no, just keep the going. The two words that I say. So, I was going. I was trying to give Finn feedback on these rings without. I wanted it to come across in a way that was not condescending, so that she could hear it. And I said to her, "Do you think there's some?" Could you get some other rings that are similar to these, but that would enhance your beauty? <laughs> so I was trying it's the same to be. Thing. It's very good, though. It was a good attempt to say they're hideous. Right. I, 
but I no, should good have job. said I didn't nothing. know you said that. I didn't know I you said that. I should have said nothing. I kept trying to tell you that's what I had said, but you. Oh, I, okay. You instantly. Okay. Well, Finn was. I'm not did getting not receive it. She didn't. She did not receive it, By even way, though I really tried to hearing. explain what I was trying to say. And it did not go over well. And then that is when you, because I was trying to explain to her that I was not wanting to hurt her feelings. Yeah. Uh-oh. And so then you made a joke that was like, basically said, when you want to know if your hair is in style, if your mother likes your hair or your parents like your hair, then that means it's time to change your hair. That, Cause that's what the Peter Mark salon lady told me when I was 16. Yes. It was a guy, but it's irrelevant. And when you made the joke, and, no, they said when they were cutting my hair, they said, uh, I heard you. You just said that. Yeah. Yeah. I like to repeat myself. That's what I do. Repeat okay, myself. But I heard, I think we repeat ourselves cause we don't think the person heard or no, you, didn't. you kept talking. Oh yeah. Maybe you're right. But I did hear. Yeah. I did hear you. Okay. Say it. But I said that I started the sentence with that. I said, "Hey, a hairdresser once told me that." Okay, now I was just going to say it a third time. Go ahead. So. And you gave me a look. Well, yeah, but you, yeah, I, I don't side, remember giving you a look. It was. I thought said, it was. I thought it was funny, but you just lost it. No, Maybe I didn't, you didn't lose, you didn't lose it, it, but you were upset. Well, because it was like because I listened to popular music. Yeah. So. You took that, and then you said that I was prideful, and I had an ego, and I was well, prideful we, we, about we, the fact that... Can we that, back it up a bit? Because you're jumping right into... Well, I'm just making it shorter. Okay. I'm just... But can I... But this is an interesting thing to talk about. So, Because you're going through a stage where you feel like, as a 51-year-old woman, you feel a bit invalidated and made fun of. I mean, even though I know he's making fun of you, I think you, you were watching that show... Oh, what's that one? The Sex in the City re- redo. It's called and just like that. Just like that, because you 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 watched the first episode, and you were upset because you felt like women who were older, over fifty, are are the butt of jokes or something. Right. And it's been, I understand like that's been difficult, but I felt like you turn you connected my comment to that, and you kept insisting that hey, I I'm not like those other parents. I I'm woke, not woke. You didn't say no, that. No, no, you, didn't you say kept that. saying that and too. I, but I'm, I'm and just I was adding saying, my words. Brian, adding, I never said I was woke. No, but you were saying that you were. Even though I am woke, you but, were really connected to the younger generation. And then my first thought was, well, every person no, who's old thinks that. I never said that I really connected to the younger generation. Okay. You put words into my mouth that night and today. Well, All that's I'm, I but I'm not going to translate it the way I understand it. I'm not going to get your exact words. Go ahead. Right. All I was trying to explain to you that night is that as a parent, I am more in tune than say like maybe the average 50-year-old mother. Just because I do pay attention to fashion, I do like I listen to Little Nas, I listen to Doja Cat, I listen to Cardi B. You know, I am not totally out of the loop. You know, I don't try to be, I don't try to know everything, but I do know more. I don't take the younger generation's stuff and just be like, ugh. Yeah, I get it. You know, I, that's all I was trying to say to you is that, no, I am clued in. I'm not clueless. I'm clued in. I didn't want to. But there was such a defensive tone when you were saying that, that I felt like you were overreacting to my 
my comment like it was a generalized comment about parents and how we think we're we know and often we don't we're, we're, my point is that we might think we're closer to that generation than we actually are but i wasn't thinking that at all you were putting and this is what people do in arguments this is what we all do is we make assumptions so you, you're putting way more weight. I think you thought my reaction, you were going by my reaction and then making assumptions, thinking that I thought I was super clued in on every single level, but that's not what I was trying to say to you. I was just trying to say that I'm not clueless, basically, is what I was yeah, trying yeah, to say. Yeah, But... Um, How did this I guess I was offended argument. that you don't, you didn't know that about me. Or I do that know that. You... I do know you're clued in. I mean, you're an artist too, so you have a bit more, like you're clued into fashion. You, you, when you pick shirts for me, like it's, it's they're fashionable shirts and clothes, and so you, you're, you do. So I guess I was. My point, I guess, the point I was trying to make is we may think we, we, we may think we're closer and more tuned into a generation than we really are. Only that that generation would know. Well, right, but you were taking it a million steps further. Like, in other words, you're like insinuating that you know things in my brain or what I'm thinking or feeling when you didn't, instead of asking me a question. Right. You yeah, know? yeah. It's no, like, and again, back to the, I wasn't, I possibly just wasn't myself. I will go back but to you that. But were, you were different. Your face. I was mad, your facial, yeah. And you were so mad, and then sitting at dinner, you were... Because we were, we had done, Serena, our friend Serena had done a retrospective with us about how to better communicate as a family. So we were, so we got our talking stick because we sat down to dinner because this happened right before dinner. explain the talking stick. A talking stick is because in our family have a tendency to interrupt one another and to talk over one another. So if you have the talking stick, then it's your turn to talk. And then when you're finished, you can pass it to the next person. So we sat down at dinner and we continued a discussion and no one was raising their voice we were doing pretty good it wasn't perfect yeah but we were doing pretty good at passing the stick but you were still very visibly noticeably upset with me yeah i was also upset though with it's, you were saying we, it wasn't perfect that's a good point because i had an expectation that we'd all follow the rules and rules and a certain individual was talking without the talking stick. And I was like, well, what's the point of having this rule if we're not all going to abide by it? Because I felt that I was abiding by it. And then I was getting mad at people who were cheating. But progress over perfection. You're right. right. It wasn't perfect, but we had but come But you were also way. cheating too by talking about the fact that... Because you kept trying to keep the rules. Yeah. about the rules without holding the talking stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so part of my also... anger was we're breaking the rules here, folks. Um, we're breaking our work. <laughs> but I think Finn... Finn really appreciated she the did. conversation. She noticed, yeah. She noticed the improvement. And I yeah. that's where I wish my head had been that we've made progress. It's not it's not we're not fully following the rules, but we've made progress. And then she had us all do a high five. Yeah, and then we all did a high five. And I was a bit resistant to the high five, I think. Right. You were in your normal state, you normally aren't that resistant to things. Yeah, yeah. You are very you're more willing to see both sides of something when I consider you being in your, in your regular Brian state, but in that state you were in that night, 
it seemed like you were you were dug in to a position and dug into being upset. Yeah. And uh, so. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's what was different, I think. And then what bothered me later, because we continued talking when we came upstairs. And that went into a whole other thing where you were saying that you felt like maybe your the real you was actually very angry oh all the yeah time. yeah yeah you can and then that you, was very problematic then you were thinking is have i ever known the real you right and um are you have you just because i someone had said depression is rage held back and i was thinking maybe i'm just full of rage and i'm trying and and this uh this medication is domesticating me but i need to get angry um do you realize that's a very patriarchal male thought like is it really i think so how so because why is it not just a human thought well oh domesticated is that the word yeah, you're reacting you said to domestic, oh, oh you've been domesticated yeah I, I, I could see where you'd pick that up um yeah i was thinking more um of that that it it just it it like just like a t- like Animals are domesticated. They're not allowed to be themselves and run wild. They're, we 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 domesticate them so they behave better. And I'm, that's what I'm thinking by domesticated. That I'm that the medication is domesticating me so that I'm not really letting loose how I feel. That's one way of looking at it. Another way to look at it is you're not. We're trying to fix you a bit. We're trying to help you. You know what I mean? Like if you ever read Brave New World, these people have no emotions because they're just medicated and peaceful, but uh, they really have anger and emotions that need to come out. Anyway, yeah, there you go. But you're right. I think I think it's. Uh, I remember once when I first started a medication, um, very irrit- irritable. And then a weekend, we were arguing the car, and I hit the brakes, and I was gonna just park the car in the middle of the street and walk home. And that's the, that's unusual behavior for me. Right. I yeah. get the feeling. Oh, I just that had a revelation. You prefer that. That you want to lean into that, I is there a part of you that thinks because you want to act in those ways, that maybe you secretly think that you are an unhappy person, and living an unhappy life, and the medication is changing you, so therefore you need to be that person that acts in those ways no, does that make sense it does yeah but i so that that does cross my mind it's like it, but what I, i'm realizing i can't go back the i've crossed the rubicon in other words what happened in january i can't go I, I, that's i, I need help i can't go back to that angry? guy what we were talking about this the other night like what if you were that angry person what is that where does that anger well, when I was you, listening, and to, I felt like you were putting that on me. Well, yeah, because I was listening to a podcast and I was feeling like, like you talk a lot, you're very opinionated, and I, I feel like I just agree a lot. And then I'm thinking, if I was listening to this podcast, I would think, oh, she just has, she's kind of has control of that podcast, and he's just going along with it. So that, that so thought came I, to mind. Do I control you? No, I don't think so. I'm thinking more of. Do you when, think when, so? No, I'm talking about here in the podcast. No, I mean in general, in life. Because you said I push you around. 
these are the these are the words you used in our argument the other night that I push you around and you meant in an argument because we discussed it. Yeah. We came to the conclusion that you said I push you around in an argument. And I will admit, I'm not an easy person to argue with. And we said, you know, I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't fight fair. Yeah, you're pretty opinionated, but that's okay. I think that's but, what I, what I. Let me finish for a second. I think okay. that's what I found attractive about you when I first met you. It's like, like she doesn't fuck around this woman, you know. But men, men don't really want strong women, do they? No. Well, if I didn't, if I didn't, I wouldn't have married you, right? Right. But what is the okay? Do I push you around in our marriage? Are you living in an unhappy no. marriage? No. Are you sure? No, I think it's more. Do you feel, no, have no. you repressed? No, I think it's more like what do others think? That's, walk, that's, oh, am I a controlling nag? So, no, I think some of it, some of it is, some of those thoughts probably come from a culture of, a lot going on here, a culture of, oh, be wary of controlling women, right? Um, like I think my dad was very, was very, uh, worried about controlling women. My mother wasn't controlling, but he was very concerned about that. And it was a fear of his, right? Okay. So there was patriarchy there, right? Then you go to the church where it's like a, a woman who has some bite or some, uh, um, strength because women are supposed to be quiet and submissive to their husband. Uh, someone like that is a, has a Jezebel spirit. Of course, you know, if a guy has that, he's a Joshua spirit. If you, if you guys want, uh, you can look up those references. So I think there's that. So a lot of it isn't that of how I feel, but more like what does the outside world think of this? So again, when you are know you're being listened to by other people, are they perceiving me as being rolled over so I think it's more what are other folks thinking. It's I don't think this is about my own internal thoughts. Thoughts. Oh yeah, I said it. Thoughts about my view of it because I don't feel in everyday life that I feel steamrolled over. I I do feel like it's an equal partnership. And you, but you know what? You don't like you call me out on stuff, and you should like a, a person in a marriage is never going to get sharpened unless someone pushes back. Right. What are your thoughts there? You you were sitting for a while. Well, I was listening. Oh, thanks. To you. Well, because I feel like I know I'm not an easy person. You did not marry an easy person. Yeah. At all. But at the same time, you do act the same way in your work environments. How do you, you mean? Do, what I'm saying is you are not one to balk against other people. In work, like if you're dealing with something difficult in work, you're not the person to stand up and say and cause uh, trouble or not trouble, but to call people out. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a tendency to let people roll over you. Hmm. So and <clears throat> so you. I don't think I've like we've never made a decision in our marriage where I have gotten the upper hand and said, no, Brian, this is exactly the way it's going to be. Yeah, I've never I can't think of any instance in our whole marriage where I've controlled the narrative no, I, of I would what agree. we do. I would agree. I mean, just look at even the move to Denver and here was kind of left to me and you went along with that. Right. But I feel like I. I had to be in a defensive position of defending 
myself and to say, just because I'm difficult to argue with yeah, or just because I'm, you know, incredibly and stubbornly opinionated on things doesn't mean that I'm pushing you around. Yeah. Just because I come back at you with an opposing opinion. Yeah, that's fair. And I want to argue about things doesn't mean I'm pushing you around. Yeah, I wish I... Sorry, yeah, I agree. So I'm good there. But like when you say other people rolling over me, that eh, doesn't bother me all that much because it's not news. Right, I'm saying maybe rolling over uh, you... Aspect. I guess what I was trying to say there is that if you paint the picture that I push you around, then that would mean in other areas of life, maybe you no one's pushing you around. But you tend to be a peacemaker and a res- you like to resolve things and point out both sides of things. You're a good communicator, which is what I was trying to point out to you when we were arguing the other night. That like, Brian, this is not usually who you are. You're usually not one that gets dug in on a point and wants to stay there. You usually... Or someone who's willing to be like, oh, okay, I can understand that, or I see yeah, yeah. that, or I hear you, or you will go to your toolbox of ideas and tools of how to communicate, and you will use them. Yeah. And you will also do that in the workplace as well. But what was I saying? I think I just lost my train of thought. Well, no, that's let but me I was just, trying to help. I think, uh, but, but you, I, but when, when you, that's why I called attention to that night of you getting dug in because it's like, I didn't see the Brian that tries to be the good communicator and the resolver of issues so that we come to a conclusion and we end an argument. I saw the opposite. I saw something different. Yeah. Yeah. But it seemed like you're, you would have the question in your mind, well, I should be different. I should be stubborn. I should be asserting yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. this I, other I, person who is a resolver right. is the weaker person. Yeah, yeah. And that, that you I'm, don't... You're it, saying I'm thinking that in my head. You might be. I don't yeah. know. And you don't respect him maybe as much as you res- maybe respect the person's like, no, I'm going to... Yeah. Uh, and you then know, if you and then if you don't hold your ground, then that means that I have won. Your wife yeah, has yeah. won, uh, and then she's pushed you around because she's forced you to. Oh yeah. She has forced you to do something you didn't want to do. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I so, don't want to be that person. Okay, so let me go back to that earlier thing when you said, like, when you said, is this the real Brian who has this undergirding anger and he wants to yeah. be this more aggressive dominating maybe person. So I, don't, I think, no, do you remember in, in, in a, and when you were pregnant with Callum, it's 2007 and uh, no, 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 hang on, hang on. 2006. Mm-hmm. It was the end of 2006 or summer 2006. I think I, I had a few months later, I would be diagnosed with low depression and treated for mm-hmm. it in October and we got into an argument and I picked up a chair and smashed it on the floor 
Yeah, I remember that. As soon as I did it, I remember thinking, who is this guy? That's not me. This isn't the person I want to be. Right. And it was almost laughable. Doing, right. I To me, I thought you were doing it just to do it. That you were just trying to be a performer. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you're act. Don't be acting like this. This is the, that was the first thought. As soon as the chair smashed, it's like you were doing something I would have done that is naturally me. Like for me, that action makes complete sense. Yeah. For me to smash something. Yeah. Or back in the day, I don't do that anymore. But there was a time in my life that me picking up something and throwing it. That yeah. was, that's more indicative of who I am. Yeah. Here's my, where I'm stuck, though, and I've been stuck here for a while. I often call it the first and third gear. So first gear is my default. It's it's um, nice guy, all the things you talked about. Yeah. And I think if that's not working, or then I flip into third gear. Mm-hmm. And, and what third gear is the opposite extreme. And I go there, and I'm mean. But I need to get the second gear, and second gear is where it takes all of the good things of first gear mm-hmm. that, that you mentioned. But it doesn't go to third. It's not mean. It's stern, but it's stern for the case not to win, but stern for the case of bring the best out of the situation where it's either win-win or I just want the best for you or the best for for everything, for the company, the organization, the family, the relationship, whatever it might be. And I come from a place of strength into that. And, mm-hmm. it, and it brings with me the, the second one. This third gear I really never need. I don't want that. Maybe right. what I do is I poo-poo the first gear and think it's weak. I think third gear is too much, and then I need to get second gear. But now that I talk through it, I think second is good, it's stronger, but I'll keep all the stuff from the first. Third gear usually means, for example, I was in a in a room once, and um, this I was listening to a guy talk, and this other guy was talking in the background. He'd been irritating me for months, and I said, Joe. He's speaking, and it was mean, and yeah. I, I apologize. And right away, I apologized. I didn't like who I was being in that moment. And later, a friend of mine from work was saying, "Is I notice you? He, he, I notice you push against certain people, but others you don't." Yeah, that was sad. Though, I see that in you too. Because what that made me think was, I'm pushing against people. I think I can get away with people I view as weaker, but the people who are stronger than me, I don't push against them because I'm afraid they'll you bite like. back. Maybe, you but but like in the case of like, Joe, he was a real nice fella. Like. He was annoying, but he was a real nice fella. But I knew I could get away with kind of raising my voice at him. And he was a, well, that's not the do with it. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be a mean person. And and when I go there, it's like, like, who is that? Mm-hmm. Um, so. But don't you think it's okay? Or I know you think it's okay. It's okay we don't well because I do the same thing. I do similar things too. It's like when we don't feel we're being heard. For me, if I don't feel like I'm being heard or I want to make my case, what do I do? I get louder and meaner. Yeah. Okay. Because for some reason, I think that's going to help me. It never helps me. It always makes everything worse. So why do we think that we're going to make the situation better or that we're going to get our case heard if we're louder and meaner? Yeah. Because it's not going to work. Yeah, no, it's like another time I, I was, this time I was on ADHD medicine. So again, that third gear comes out more when I'm not me. But right. so, and so, I think your third gear was there. The other night? Was, yeah, it yeah. was there. Like you weren't being loud. You weren't yelling or anything. But you were, me. you had a mean undertone yeah yeah you no, weren't I agree. saying like you weren't calling me names or anything like that 
but it was just like a mean yeah undertone that was there yeah and i have a mean undertone i'm not even on medication it just comes naturally to me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah your third gear is my first gear i'm joking that's not true do you get it my third gear your, th your third gear no, no was, my third gear is i was saying your third gear is your default but that's not true oh my third gear is my first gear that's what you right mean. what i meant way well, yeah, out yeah i don't think that that's my true, third though. gear that's not would true. be your third your your first your first gear am i the same like oh your, yeah your, yeah i get your what foundation. you said my first gear is your third gear oh yeah 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 there yeah. you go well not always no honey. it's not i was joking with you because you're, you're naturally kind gears way quicker than you, you go do. fast yeah you yeah skip second no um but does that make me does that mean does that make me like no you're not you're, you're, that you're, i control no, you're, in not, our marriage because i really need this resolved because no i don't think I, you're I, hang on you know i you're not i don't i joke about the gears but it's not like you don't your foundational gear is not is not mean and and that's not who you are you we both have the same first gear and i don't think you're controlling i'm um, not controlling you do the only things I control you on is like, okay, take care of yourself. Don't eat too much sugar. Don't drink too much. That's all good stuff. I want you to exercise. Yeah. Don't look at porn, which you don't, you haven't in our marriage. That's not an issue. So I don't want anyone to think it is. But I'm just saying, what do I control you on? How do I control you? I want to know. Do I? Uh, do I control your life or push you around? I can't water. see evidence of it. No. Okay. No, I think... Because um, those were very difficult words for me to hear. Yeah. When you said that. I'll think about it. I don't think you do. I think you get more airtime on this podcast. You get a bit more airtime. Like this is one person you're saying losing their faith, one hanging on. I feel like you get a lot of airtime on your anti-Christian rants. And if I if I even bring in pro-Christian stuff, you get all bent out of shape. So it's like, is it worth doing this? You're just going to get all bent out of shape. And but did I ever say to you you couldn't talk about? No, something? no, not not in words, but I think in actions. But you understand that you made that choice. Yeah, that's fair. You understand fair. that if you choose not to speak or come back at me, that's your choice? Yeah, but it always goes the same place. Like, I don't feel like you're in a place of listening. You're, and it just goes in the same loop if, if I do bring it back. And I'm not well, the press secretary for Christianity. You know what I'm saying? Right. Of course it's going to go in a loop because I'm never going to agree with you. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you that... I mean, and I have, I think I have agreed with you. Well, no, that there's I, I a think lot I know things. I think I, I know what's going on there. In normal conversation, I, I don't, I don't bother and it doesn't bother me. I think what I, what I do is I assume I'm God's press secretary and I have to defend him because other people are listening who might want me to defend him. And I got to let that there's go. There's nothing you could say about God that would change my mind. No, no. I, that was I, a revelation now I just had. Cause yeah. I remember once in, um, can I tell this story? You don't need my permission. Well, this I might steer us off. Your podcast. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you want to fight about who talks more. No, like, I don't. By all means, please speak. No, I'm more glad we so had this conversation. Points. Don't we like that? <laughs> I say that because when we were had the church going here, um, I would uh, we'd have the sermon, then we'd have difficult questions, and Liam asked the most difficult questions, and um, and he 
people in the congregation you mm-hmm. know, would have these pat answers that everyone gives. Yeah. And I was bothered by those answers. I mean, this is five years of seminary, and I knew those answers weren't good answers. And, right. And sometimes there is no good answers. See, that, I feel like those are the kinds of answers you give me. Okay. The same but kind. Let's Keep bring going. it back. So, um, but Liam, I could tell Liam, those answers weren't landing with Liam, nor should they have been. You know, right. because when they, you know, I always say that I went into seminary with answers and came out with questions because it's just more nuanced than people like to think. And those pat answers might give them peace, but it's like when you go deep enough, it's like it's just more nuanced. It's more paradoxical, and that's okay. So all that to say, he'd ask a question, and it's like, shit, I don't know. That's a good point. And I get stuck, you know. And at the time, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was press secretary for Trump, and um, and it's, I would feel sorry for us. That's the worst job in the world because you're trying to make sense out of a very confusing individual. And you're up there trying to make sense of them. And I would do that. I'd be like, I can't make sense of someone who's who's very confusing to me. And I felt like in that moment, I, 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 I either heard or made it up was, hey, you're not my press secretary, so let that go. And, and that was helpful even with you when you would be going through your... Uh, your difficult stage i felt like i had to defend god and it's like no hang on i'm not finished and it's like uh i don't i'm not a sec press secretary i'm not his defender i don't have to do that and that was helpful and i think i'm doing that on the podcast and i don't need to do that yeah because if god could just fucking come down here and talk to people that would solve a lot of issues but he doesn't should we have him on the show next week hey if you can find him let me know okay i'll do i'll work on that let me know yeah What time is it? I don't know. That's an hour and 13. Would That's flew by. Would you like to make a case for God, Brian? And I'll sit here and listen. Yeah. No, not right now. I'm an hour and 15 minutes in. Um, I think people. I think people's uh, case for God is it makes them feel good. Yeah. I'm not going to. Here's the thing. How am I going to make? I can't make a case for God for you because you audited all the apologetics classes I did. Apologetics is, um, they, they changed the name of it called Defending the Christian Faith, which the... Uh, this professor had a problem with because he wanted to call it philo- Christian philosophy or philosophy, and, and, and I thought that would have been healthier, but it comes from a place of defense. Okay, so uh, you were in all those classes, so you heard everything I heard. Yes, you took a master's, le- you audited at master's levels. Did you take both apologetics classes? I used to drink the Kool-Aid. Hang on, did you? No, you don't answer my question. Did you take both apologetics classes? There was two three-hour credit hour classes. I took all... I. I think so. I, I think you took two. three. I, took I had ethics. two. I yeah. took ethics. I took apologetics. Yeah. I took um, one of the philosophy classes. So you actually took more than me because there was a, for Master of Arts, there was one three-hour class. Master of Divinity was two three-hour classes, which I took. Uh, did I take two? So you actually might have took two or three times more than me. And uh, was to, to circle back on Liam, the professor was Liam's mentor for a short period. So I think they, they, got, they were pretty close. So all that to say, I, I, I don't think I can tell you anything you haven't heard before. So I do think it would be a waste of time. There's no new nugget of information I've thought through that's going to win you over. See, I'm, I agree. That's because I'm thinking through all this new information that I have, like, Things that people would have said to me in the past that my brain couldn't comprehend. Yeah. But now my now I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. true. Like uh, th- there is one thing I do always call you out on, but we spin on it too. Is your language is is 
sorry, let me think. I, okay, hang on. You're, you broad brush a lot. So you'll say Christianity. I say when not really, everyone. I always say not all. You don't always until I push back. I disagree. Like even today you said evangelicals are dying for the end of the world. Not all of them. Some are Most more. Most of them. Some more, how would I say, progressive are more connected to the earth and caring for the earth. And then some are like, who gives a shit? It's going to burn up anyway. You know what I mean? Anyway. Right. That's the thing. People don't. You don't have to care about taking care of the earth or the environment or recycling because who gives a shit? It'll just all burn up and you'll get a new one. Yeah. You get a brand new one. So, you know. Yeah. Okay. Hey, just kill your kid. You'll get a new one. A, You'll have uh, a new one. Tyler Perry released a movie on Netflix February 25th and uh, Mrs. Brown is in it and she's an Irish. Uh, it's a guy dressed up. It's actually the Irish version of Medea. It's, um, it is, wait, wait, we're, we're taking the landing gear down. That's why I'm switching into this. Mrs. Brown was a show in Dublin where a guy dresses up as a mom. So it's interesting. Uh, Tyler Perry must have known about, you're not, you look like you're completely not interested in what I'm saying. I'm listening. Okay. What are you thinking about though? No, I was thinking, I was still thinking. You're in the last section. Okay. In our conversation. Well, let's wrap up that section, then I'll move. I'll, that was a sudden turn I made, so let's wrap well, up. Well, I mean, it is hard. Like, our entire marriage, we've always agreed on everything. Nearly everything. Yeah. You know? And, you know, now we don't. And now I have extreme disdain for religious things yeah and i'm not going to apologize for it like i really do i mean it's very i think it's like an evil abusive system that's how harsh i am against it because i feel like it steals people's lives and instills them with hate yeah and people will find that very shocking to hear because christianity and a lot of these religions talk about love but it is so incredibly, it's crafted so well. It's a brilliant, deceptive system. And I feel like when you're on the outside of it, you can see it. And when you're not fully on the outside, you can't see it. it you was, know? Yeah, it was, and yeah. I'm like that. That's my personality. My personality, like when I was a Christian... I was a full-blown Christian. Like, I wanted to save your soul. I wanted to rescue you from hell. I wanted to stop you from being a homosexual. I wanted to stop you from having an abortion. Like, Who did you ever stop from? try to stop from being a homosexual? Oh, I witnessed to gay people. Like, I mean, I was very accepting and everything, but, you know. As long like, as they became straight? Here are the scriptures you need to read. Would you give them the gay scriptures? Of course I did. Wow, okay, I told you did. You I you... was a full-blown... No, I didn't know that st story that you were actually meeting gay people and giving them the uh, the the anti-gay scriptures. Yes. Or what's perceived I mean, that's, as such. That's who I was. Huh, you interesting, know? yeah. But, you know... Then I was more accepting of gay people because I had a gay friend. I never would have done that. I just hugged him. Well, you're just, you just weren't... I was more advanced. No, you weren't more just like I, You just weren't concerned about their soul. Just like who I vote. You just want to just let them go burn in hell. That's okay. Okay, already okay. Um, <laughs> so you think I was doing a relational evangelism where no, I, I you were I, not and you were never an evangelist, Brian. 
I wasn't. I was a preacher. You were never an evangelist because that was too uncomfortable. No, I scored low on the spiritual gifts uh, test. Right. I was you an score? Eva- I evangelized to Where'd the you mob. Score? Where'd you score on those uh, on the I spiritual think I was gifts? Like, I don't. Re- I don't even remember. But I did take that very seriously about witnessing to people. I think most women score uh, uh, on the spiritual gifts. The administrative most do. I'm not administrative. No, it's amazing. Uh, I'm a scrum master because I yeah. Do no, not I was have... trying to make a joke there, but it was oh, only you were known making a joke like women can only be secretaries, right? So they okay. probably they probably skew the results to make women uh, more submissive and put them in administrative positions. It's one of the spiritual gifts. You know what's funny though? Was the, is that is that even in the Bible that administration's a gift? I okay, don't let's get off that subject. I don't anyway, you... okay, so I will try from now on. When I am talking about Christian things, I will say not all. Okay. Unless you mean so all. So that I don't want to paint everyone because people don't know they're being deceived. They feel like they know something really awesome. Yeah. And obviously they don't feel like, because I mean, there are Christians who believe that no one will go to hell. Everyone will just die, but they still believe that they still get to go to heaven. Right, yeah. Like, it's still kind of weird. That's like, I have this extra privilege that God's given me that I get to go be with him, but you still can't. But you're just going to die. It's okay. Yeah. You're not going to be punished forever. Um, You're too dirty. Like, I just, I have... I have such a problem. Like, I hate separation. Like, I was yeah, talking yeah. to my mom when she was here. It's like, my idea of the world is where everyone gets along and agrees, and or not agree, or whatever. We just love each other, and we're kind, and we're good. And if you want to go be gay, go be gay. As long as you're loving everybody, and you want to be single, and you want to be married, and you want to do whatever, just be a good person. I don't think who you sleep with has anything to do with whether you're good or bad. Okay, hey, I do want to. I need to get going here. Oh, so you need to get going. Can anyway, we, can we? T- can I get back to Medea? Go back to Medea. I do have an idea for another podcast. Unequally yoked, we could call it that. Okay. And just the journey of of the last few years for us and how. Aren't we already doing that? Doing what? Oh, you just mean like a like a specifically since the church right. plant imploded. Right. We went through some of the most difficult times. We did. Like divorce was mentioned. And you looked serious one night in the back porch when you said it. Like you'd said it before in anger, but you look, uh, I don't know. I, whether you were serious or not, I took it that way and it kind of scared me. Anyway, more on that. Well, yeah, because. Next time. Oh, I don't get into it. You have to bring some tension so people want to listen again. True fans of the show will listen. You don't need a teaser trailer. Okay. Let me talk about Medea. You gonna listen this time? I'm gonna listen. Uh, he had Mrs. Brown on, who is the Irish equivalent of Medea. I haven't. I just know she's in it. You said it, and I've never watched Mrs. Brown. It came out in the '90s after I left, but I am excited to see what happens. And I'm excited that he was aware of Mrs. Brown because he obviously brought her in because she's doing the same work over there as he's doing here, dressing up as the old black lady. But I did so notice he said the MF word, and uh, he's a lot more. He's it's M TVMA, which is the first time Tyler Perry has done that. The reason that's significant is because I believe he's a Christian and he's friends with TD Jakes, so he's going to get some grief Jakes over is it. Very anti-homophobic. Okay, that's besides the point. I think it's going to be funnier though, because I feel like he's been. It's, it was always marginally funny, 
And I think because he was restricted. It's like Larry David. I don't think Seinfeld was that funny. He's hilarious now because I don't think he's restricted in what he wants to do. So I'm hoping Medea is the same. It could be concerning for kids who like him. No, they can't watch him or whatever. That's all I wanted to say. What 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 else you want to say before we land this? You know, Brian, I always have more to say. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, um, go ahead and say it. Well, no, I'm fine. All yeah. Right. You good? Yeah. Well, because you know, I get a little bit. I think you know, in this podcast, it's just that. I understand I'm the weakest link in this podcast. How so? You probably think I talk too much, and then I do talk about the same things over and over again. That's all right. Because I feel them yeah, so yeah, yeah. strongly, Brian. Yeah. Do you realize I feel so strongly? I don't want people to hate on each other. Yeah. And I don't want people to go to hell. Yeah. And I don't. I think people should try and understand one another. What's wrong with that? Yeah, yeah. And that's just who I am. That's why I'm a broken record. I apologize. I just am. I like... Right. I'm like an open wound. That's I can't right. help it. That's okay. I mean, I don't mind. I don't, Can you see the goodness in it? I like do, the, yeah. where my heart comes from? Yeah, yeah, I do. So when you hear me going on like a broken record, oh, here she goes again... Oh, like when we were arguing, you were connecting Russia with religion. And, I, and that's where I was like, okay, how is she connecting it's those all, two? It's everything's, to me, everything's connected. The only connection is if you called communism religion. No, that's like not the, mo the It's the most non-religious, it's the most non-religious uh, uh, system I know of. But, but I think of everything in a, I believe everything is connected. Yeah. Okay. The reason why it connects for me, it's not going to connect for you. And I get it because yeah. you didn't grow up the way I did. When you watch the news, you have the privilege of just watching the news. But for me, when I've seen the news all growing up from the kind of family I came from, the religion I came from, they see worldviews. Yeah. I, oh, I, hang on. Was, that, was that the connection you were making with Russia last week? The end of the world type thing? Yes. Oh, I, I missed that. They make yeah, prophetic yeah. Um, implications. And then everyone's going into the Bible and to figure out how this is going to roll out. Okay. Now, that's interesting. I didn't. That's why I, I, I make the connection. I should have asked because in my mind, you were saying the problem with Russia is it's a. It's a Christian religion. I know you didn't mean that, but that's the connection. I never said no, it that's was the a connection. Christian religion. Well, I, I, I thought you were connecting Russian mindset with religion. No. You I were was, connecting the... Well, finish your thought. I was saying that people in the, with the, in the Western world who are going to these certain churches who get into the end times doctrines... Got it are viewing this conflict of what's okay. going on I missed that. in an end-of-the-world scenario. And they're looking at Bible prophecy right now. Okay, yeah. And for them, this is a good thing. Yeah, like, okay. Like, they would view it as like, oh, great, let's usher in the end of the world. They want this world to be gone because they want the better world to come. Because, of course, we couldn't get the better... We couldn't get the good one first. Yeah. Let's give them... Let's yeah. give those humans the shitty world first with all the suffering and then 
we'll give them the perfect world. I couldn't have done that first. I'll yeah. do that second. Yeah. What? That was, I was pretending to be God there. Yeah, no, it's good. I completely missed that connection. I think had I come from a place of seeking first to understand, I would have caught that. Right. But in the heat, of, we need a talking stick in the bedroom. Yeah. What are you ingesting media-wise this um, week? Not really. I turned off my Apple News, so I don't see news when I open my phone. Um, usually I'm getting my, new, my news from other people and from the kids. Yeah. I did listen to one uh, daily. Yeah. And it was the, um, the New York Times podcast. The New York Times, and they were they had reporters on the ground in the Ukraine, and they were talking to people as they were trying to, you know, because the Ukrainians are having to decide whether they're going to stay and fight or whether they're going to leave. So they were interviewing people, asking them, are you going to stay or go? And um, so it was very sad, but that's the only news that I ingested uh, news source. Like I just, you know. Yeah. I don't want to give it, you know, just hearing about it alone is a lot, takes up a lot of space in my psyche and in my heart. Yeah. What about uh, podcasts, books? Anything I did new? listen to some podcasts this week. Um, I really wasn't thrilled with anything. I did listen to a podcast. Uh, thank Terrible, thanks for asking. That's a good podcast. What about you? What are you listening to? I'm bored of podcasts. Um, listen to Bill Maher. I've kind of eased off on some of the de uh, Christian deconstruction podcasts. Now it's feel like they're just looping and it's the same stuff and they're just ripping on. Yes, I'm kind of done there. Um, what book? I, I was reading Team of Rivals, but... Um, I kind of got it's a it's a big book and it's hard copy. I don't like hard copy. It's too heavy to lift. Oh, I love hard copy. So I bought the uh, second hand, the soft copy. Uh, mm -hmm. But then I got um the book I'm risk, blah, 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 uh, reading is called Immortal Irishman mm -hmm. by a guy called Thomas Marr, me Mear Marr, whatever. He was an Irishman during the famine and then got sent to Tasmania, escaped there, came to the states and fought as a general in the Civil War. On the north side. Okay. So that's very interesting. He yeah. Kinda, he summarizes really well Irish history and the famine and stuff like that. And then uh, I mentioned Lord of the Rings. And then uh, what else? That's about it for books and podcasts. And um, oh, I've been reading. Uh, I have actually, you know, we were, of course, on Media Fast for five, six weeks. But I have been reading the New York Times and uh, the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. I mean, when yeah. I get when I don't, but I want to be careful because I I only can I can't even get through a full chapter on the book. Yeah. And then I'm checking my phone, and I I really want to get the I phone know, away it's from me. And like read. I want to read more. I miss the media fast. Yeah. Well, we can go back on. And uh, you know, I feel like I'm binge watching TV again, which I don't like. Yeah. At all, because it's just like it's entertaining, but yet you don't feel like you come away with anything. Like I'm, I'm reading a Chinese trilogy. Um, the three body problem. The three body problem, and I'm on the second one called The Dark Forest, and it's really excellent because oh, you know he talks about a lot of scientific theory, and it's very it's a novel, so it's very imaginative. It's sci-fi, but I love the fact that like my brain is being engaged, and it's not. You know, it's taking your brain somewhere good or speculative 
instead of like when you're watching when I'm watching the I was watching the girlfriend's guide to divorce which is just making me feel like a fat slob oh yeah yeah because you know you're watching these women who are you know must eat lettuce all day and that's it yeah but (coughs) yeah anyway I recommend that trilogy by the way it's really good if you like science fiction yeah all right, Should folks. We yeah, well, that's uh, that's it. We're um, hey, we made it to ninety minutes, two in a row, two weeks in a row. Yeah, I, I was thinking we'd run out of steam in twenty minutes, but thanks for if you made it this far. Have a great mm-hmm. Sunday and have a great week. And yeah, have a great week. Leave us a review. Where would they leave the review? Oh, on the podcast thing. Yeah, on Apple Podcast yeah. and. Um, send us an email. We need a Facebook page so people can can communicate well, why don't with we us. do that this week should Let's we do, do that? that yeah well we can't we're not going to promise we're going to do I that promise. This week. we'll try yeah okay we'll try to do it this week all right cheerio have a great cheerio week. bye guys thanks for listening